You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. It is, well, anyway, hello everybody. Uh, You have tuned in to the very first episode of the very first season of Business in Black. I am your host, Danita Harris, and I am being joined by my co-hosts, one of which will be many, but right now, LaTanya Hughes, Dr. LaTanya Hughes is joining us live from good old Miami, Florida. Yeah, And I am here in Brooklyn, New York, and we're going to get this show started uh, today. But before we do that, uh, Dr. Hughes, I want you to introduce yourself just in brevity, please, just a little bit so that people know who we're talking to. Hi, I'm uh, Dr. LaTanya Hughes, the Global Mentor Coach. I um, pretty much help people be um, the best version of themselves possible, whether it's a, as an individual or within an organization. So uh, I work with people on uh, local, national, and global scale. So. What does that mean? You work with people on local, national and global scales, working with them to do what? Um, Basically, it means you don't have to be here in Miami for me to help you. (laughs) I work with you, um, whether it's via Skype, Zoom, uh, Google Hangouts, over the phone. There's lots of different ways that we can touch each other to be able to help you uh, live an A-plus life. So basically to to maximize your potential um, as your success coach. Um, you don't have to be sitting right here next to me in Miami, Florida, even though it's beautiful here. It is. I miss it. I used to live there for some time. But, you know, I, you know, everything has a season. And right now the season is in Brooklyn and I'm loving it here. It's amazing here. Um, I'm still on the ocean. I'm still on the water, just a different kind of uh, color. And uh, probably won't be getting in that one anytime soon. But nonetheless, I'm still on the ocean. And in case you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Danita Harris. And I have been doing business development for like over 20 years, close to 25 years. Gosh, it's gone by so fast. And basically what business development for most people means is um, how do I start a business? How do I market a business? How do I grow my business? How do I expand my business? How do I globally enter uh, enter my business into a new uh, market? Um, I help people with all of those things. But lately, for America, at least I'll say, because I'm looking at um, tapping into some other things um, internationally, but lately... I have been um, revamping that because I feel like people are on the same shtick and it's time to push differently, right? So um, you can find out more about it on my website, dhellcglobal.com. But um, basically, I help people develop businesses through stress management nowadays and corporate wellness and also gender logic, helping women understand how to better work with men in the marketplace. So taking um, some of those external factors of what we think business development should be and has been in the past and internalizing it into creating happy and healthy employees by helping them understand how to manage stress and et cetera. So um, you can find out more. I've written a couple of books. I have a couple more coming out Um 15 second meditations is my thing. I believe in meditation. I believe all busy professionals should do it. 
most times they're telling me I don't have the time to do it. And so I created something called 15 second meditations where they feel like they can do it now and that they don't have to take hours to meditate. They could just take 15 seconds, a mental reset, the eye reset and keep it moving. So look out for all of that. I know Dr. Hughes has some books in the works. We can probably talk about that a little later has done some books, has done a lot of good information, um, and we'll get you her contact information later. So for this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit. I just wanted to come right out the gate, and um, my business colleague knows exactly who this show is dedicated to. I won't call her out by name, but she and I were having a conversation the other day, and the conversation was, girl, you know, you should come go to this conference with me. It's, you know, going to be in Vegas. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. And I said, I'm not going to another conference. I'm over like the conferences for right now, at least it's from my season. Um, I, Cause I have enough information where I can put on a conference and we will be putting on a conference, but it's not really a conference. It's more of a retreat. We'll talk about that stuff later too. But My point was, when is enough enough? And so as I began talking more with her about why she wanted to go to a conference, it became very disturbingly obvious to me that she was in a place where I used to be, which was, I don't know enough. So somewhere along the line, somebody has told her, or some reinforcement of the world, some seed that's been planted in her mind has told her that she doesn't know enough. And so she needs to go and and figure this out um, by going to yet another conference. Now, I'll tell you who's going to love that. The conference throwers, the people who put the conferences on, right? Because they're glad to take her $1,000 and have her come to another conference. But I'm willing to bet you a dollar, because that's about all I have right now, that um, if she had gone to that conference, she would not have gotten out of it what she really thought she was going to get out of it after talking with her. What are your thoughts on that, Dr. Hughes? Here's here's what I think. Uh, There are three kinds of people who go to conferences. Uh, The first person is uh, someone who lacks confidence. Uh, People who lack confidence go to conferences. And they do conference after conference after conference um, because they, they, they expect um, those conferences to um, build something up within themselves that's probably already there. The other person um, who goes to conferences a lot are people who uh, don't have direction. And they're in transition or they're in transition and they're trying to find their way. And the last person who goes to conferences are conference junkies. That's what I call them. These are people who are literally addicted to going to conferences. They go to one after another, after another, after another. And um, I'm, there's no pro- there's nothing wrong with going to a conference. But at what point do you stop and allow yourself to really digest what you've gotten from the conference to apply it to your life. And that's the problem with conference junkies. They go from conference to conference to conference, but you're not allowing yourself time to really digest the information to see how to apply it to yourself, to your business, um, or even for the 
purpose of why you went. So at that point, you're really doing not only yourself a disservice, but you're doing the conference. Right. People who presented information a disservice. Now, I'm not talking to people who are presenting at conferences because that's what they do. Right. You know, especially academics and people in certain fields, you know, science and engineers, people who this is their livelihood. This is what they do. They present at conferences for research purposes a living right because like according to come uh i did some research you're not the only one that did research i did some research (laughs) uh conventionindustry.org actually says out of 205 million people who attend 1.8 million conventions conferences congresses trade shows exhibitions incentive events corporate business meetings a year 205 million people are going to 1.8 million different events. And I'm willing to bet that these events are not all different. Like I'm willing to bet that, I mean, not the events, but the people are not all different. Like you say, there's some people that could be addicted. Now, let me just say, this is not a show to bash conferences. This is a show to help you understand when too many conferences is too much, when enough is enough and you've gathered the information that God has given you anyway, because let's be real, before there were conferences, before there were seminars, before there were certifications, before there was tests, before there was anything, God gave certain people certain skill sets and they just went forward and moved in that skill set, right? Right. So before they had to go and and take a, a test to become an electrician, you know, they were probably killing themselves, electrocuting themselves of trying to figure out how to work with electricity or how to work with um, clay or how to repair a car, how to build, like all of that ingenuity did not come from a previous source. There was not a previous textbook before the textbook was written, right? Okay. So this is just a, a, a conversation about helping people understand when is enough enough um, that okay, you've, you've gone to XYZ, you've gone to 200 and, I mean, 1.8 million co- conferences, those that apply to you, right? So a good percentage of those. And now what are you going to, like you say, what are you going to do with that information? So real quick, I found out that according to eventinterface.com, um, the number one reason people go is to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's the vein that we're talking about right now, right? So when is enough learning enough? Well, here's the thing about learning. Uh, I do teach uh, at the collegiate level, and um, there's always a point where we assess the learning. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's the point of learning or pursuing your education is to assess learning. Why? Because you need to know how to apply what you are learning. Again, it goes back to when do you stop and take time to assess what you've learned at the conference and then ask yourself, how does this apply to me and where I am and where I am going in my life, in my business or whatever? Right. Um, like you said, 1.8 million conferences. It's a lot. And some of them, <laughs> uh, I can tell you there are some organizations, especially there's, there's one in particular, they have four a year. Four conference, wait a minute, four conferences a year? And they have them all in different places. And I guarantee you people go, there are people who go to every single one. The reason they have four conferences a year with different themes um, is they do it because they know, they realize it's, I mean, this is a huge organization and people can't always come. Mm -hmm. So they do, they have four conferences a year all over the world. 
So they may have one in Singapore. They may have one in London. They may have one, you know, so they try to do them on different continents and in different places so that, you know, they can reach those people, you know, internationally. But here's the thing. There are people who will go to all four. But do you really need to go? Do you really need to? Okay. Right. So the first thing is there's an honest inquiry of wanting to learn. Right. Right. That's honest and intent and great. But at what point have you learned enough to where you can now take the information and apply it? And I always say it's a difference between learning and learning. Right. You learn to absorb the information and understand it. And then you learn to absorb in the information, understand it and then apply it. So at what point do you launch out into the application, which at that point, it doesn't come back to an education or understanding. It comes back to a fear motivated thing. But we'll get on that in a minute. Uh, So the number two reason they said is to network. Mm -hmm. Networking is a big deal for a lot of people. Um, They're going to get more business leads. They're going to have more business prospects. They want to um, maybe find new vendors. I know when I would go to certain conferences and trade shows, I was going because I was looking to source particular things from my company that I couldn't find. Like certain industries is really, really, really hard to find certain sourcing um, like bags or, you know, different things. So I was going to network to find those people because there's not a database. Hello, somebody create the database. There's not a database that makes it easy to click and find different people you're looking for that maybe can help your business. So networking is big. What do you think about that? I think, um, again, it goes back to if you're going to conference after conference after conference, when do you have time to connect with those people? Because they're eventually going to want to have an appointment and a meeting. Right. So there needs to be downtime. Correct. And the other thing is, if you keep meeting the same people at every conference that you go to, how valuable is that networking experience? Because you're not running into anybody. At some point, you just keep running into the same circles. It's just like, um, you know, even on a local scale and you go to these chamber events, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking chambers. Right. But eventually, you may have to step outside of your local area and go to a different chamber. You may have to go to the next county right. in order to meet right. new people. Otherwise, you're going to keep meeting the, the same, same people, people and you're exhausting mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. unnecessarily mm-hmm. because you're expecting to meet new people going and to the not. same thing in the same area. So you have to step outside. And like you said, you need downtime to connect with those people and follow up. Otherwise, your networking is in vain. Right. Because if you, I just collect a list of and I'm not doing anything with that list. And what's the point of the list, people? Like the list, it's all about the list. That's what everybody says. It's all about the list, the list, the list. And so if I have this huge list and I've compiled all these names and I've done all this, you know, whatever, have you emailed the list? Have you said, thank you, nice to meet? What do you do with the list? Like these people have lists that they're collecting. Now, it's different if you're going, if you're the runner to the conferences and you're going to retrieve the information and then you have an assistant that you're passing that off. But if you're a one-man show, if you're an entrepreneur who is the CEO and the janitor at the same time and you're the one who is in control of the list and what to do post-conference, then you've got to 
take it up and do something with the list because otherwise it's in vain. Like the woman said, it's in vain. The other thing is too, people won't take you seriously as a business person. You have to, um, the other thing is time. You have to make timely contacts with people because if you wait two months, Right out to me after a conference, I'm not going to remember you because I have a life, (laughs) I have business going on. So you have to tell me who you are because you didn't. You waited two months, right? Took you two months to say hi, and then you waited two months, and so now do you? Are you just looking for something from me? Right. So now it becomes (laughs) people. You have to understand the purpose of networking is relationship building. How are you building a relationship if you wait two months to connect with people? And, and it's ridiculous, but listen, that's, that's, that's the that's number one and two reasons we're going to get into three, four and five. When we get back, we're going to take a brief pause real quick and uh, let you think about some of the things we said. We'll be right back. You're listening to business in black with your host, Danita Harris. All right. Welcome back to Business in Black. I'm your host, Anita Harris. And today we are talking about enough is enough. The show topic is enough is enough. When is too many conferences too much? How to know when to stop going? Are you a conference junkie? This is not a show to bash conferences or conference goers. This is just simply a reassessment tool. That's what we're going to call it today. I like that. A reassessment tool. Of when is enough, enough of information, and now it's time to move out to application. And our co-host is our our talented, lovely, wonderful, uh, educated Dr. LaTanya Hughes, and she's joining us live from Miami, Florida. I, of course, am in the BK, Brooklyn, New York, and uh, we were leaving off on number one and two, uh, the, the top two reasons that 205 million people attend one point. Eight million conferences, conventions, trade shows, etc. According to conventionindustry.org, the number three reason annually these people are coming out in droves, spending money. Because let me tell you, conferences ain't cheap at all. You know, you'd be happy to find one that costs three hundred dollars, let alone those that are three thousand and above. Conferences are not cheap, but people are willing to invest in them. And the number three reason why people are investing in them, according to eventinterface.com, is to be inspired. Right. So, I mean, could this be church for some people? Let's be honest. Here's, here's, here's what gets me. People will spend $3,000, dollars $5,000 just for the conference alone. That doesn't include your airfare, your hotel, mm-hmm. transportation and food. Right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You'll spend all that money going to a conference, but you won't invest $300, $400, $500 for a life coach or a personal coach or a business coach. Or you won't tie to your local church. One, right. Mm-hmm. Give you the same inspiration. That can mm-hmm. probably give you the same thing. So you will make an investment where you're in a, where it's kind of what I call group coaching, because that's really what it is. Right. With you in a conference, in a group setting that you may not be able to touch one-on-one with the people, with the speakers. And it's not tailored for you. And it's not tailored for you versus speaking with someone like myself who will one-on-one address your specific need and give you hands-on application of how to do what's necessary 
to achieve whatever goal it is that you're trying to achieve. So the very, the point of going to a conference that a lot of people go to, like uh, Ms. Harris just said, you can really get that in a one-on-one setting, but for some reason in people's minds, it's not worth investing in a coach, but it's worth investing going into a con- going to a conference. Well, it might be because they can hide, right? There's comfort right. in numbers because I don't have to be held accountable in any way. I can just go and be a passive on the wall learner and not really have to own any of my stuff. They'll just step on somebody's toes. Which defeats the purpose of going to a conference. It it, it stepped on some toes. I'm sorry, but we just, I mean, if we're going to be honest, we got to be honest, right? So hiding is not the most effective way to learn, but it's the way that a lot of people want to learn because it's easier to hide. It's easier to point fingers at everybody else and have them change. And it's easier to to get the information in secrecy so that people can't hold you accountable. And so are you really maximizing, like Dr. Hughes say, your potential with that instead of paying thousands of dollars You know, so then I guess the other part of that, because I know people who feel like, you know, therapists and uh, uh, coaches and all of that is a bunch of hogwash. Is it a bunch of hogwash? And I say no, because you can always learn, especially from someone that's been trained, somebody that has experience, somebody that has something that's of value to lead you down a path that you not would not and push you. It's like a a, a gym accountability partner and push you. You don't necessarily have to have the personal trainer, but you need someone who is willing to hold your hand and say, okay, what are you working on this week? Okay. You know, and, and oftentimes the only way you're going to get a good partner to do that is through paying someone and investing in yourself. Wow. So I don't know why people shy away from it. I think when you pay money for something, you value it more. Right. And you're, you're yeah. more willing to put in the work. Absolutely. When it's free, you're Mm -hmm. not necessarily willing to put in the work until it's something detrimental that it's like, I have to do this. You know what I mean? I'm going to roll over and go back to bed. Right. It's kind of like taking your, you use the gym analogy, taking your health um, into your own hands. Unfortunately, it's not until it's a life or death situation where you have to decide hospital floor or gym floor. You right. know what I mean? Right. And I think right. sometimes it's the same same thing in business. It's the same thing in our personal lives when we're dealing with mental health, when we're dealing with relationships, when we're dealing with emotions, when we're dealing with anything. Yeah. You know, a lot of their wealth conferences, a lot of times people go to all of these motivational speaking conferences. Uh-huh. Oh, how to live uh-huh. your best. I'm not knocking them. But again, if you're not going to do anything with information. What are you doing? Well, come back because I want to talk about one thing before we go on to the next point is in these conferences, oftentimes, not 100 percent, but we are led with big names. And I think that's a draw for people, too, because, oh, X, Y, Z speaker is going to be in the house now. Right. So, ooh, 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 I've got that starstruckness that, Mm -hmm. ooh, this person can motivate me. And that just let's just be honest, people. I'm a Christian, so I'm going to keep saying the name of God. But God just may not have the message for you through that person. But he may have that message through Dr. Latanya Hughes coaching services. But because Dr. Latanya Hughes coaching services is not known by you yet, and I do say yet, that you're more willing to 
invest in XYZ celebrity speaker, if you will, because the name is comfortable. Do you see the trend I'm going with here? We go to conferences to become comfortable to some degree because we don't want the one-on-one accountability. And then we choose names that we're comfortable with as opposed to screening people based off of uh, interviewing a a potential coach that could potentially help you And, you know, let me just say social media is great um, and social media can trick a lot of people. And so uh, as can conferences can trick a lot of people, they've they've fine tuned the verbiage to get your ears hooked, just like they fine tuned the food to get your mouths hooked on eating and on ingesting and on hearing what it is they want you to hear. So that really see people like Dr. Hughes and I really we want the best for you for your life. Other people want the best for you because of their wallets, right? right? And so a lot of times, and this is not a knock to people, it's just where people are with advertising and marketing. They're going to feed you what you want to hear so they can get to your pockets. Mm -hmm. So they're going to give you enough of the carrot trick Mm-hmm. to get you staying on the rat race of that that little hamster wheel that keeps you going and going and, oh yeah, I feel good. So they're going to push on your pain point enough. I hope somebody is going to hear this and learn from this. They're going to push on your pain point enough right. to where you will keep giving them money. You will see little to no results, but because they know how to push on your pain point. That's the word I have to stay in. Push on your pain point. They can, they can get out of you more and you're really not getting what you need which comes back to the premise of the show of why I dedicated this to my colleague because her pain point is pushed and she's going to conferences but she's not getting filled with what she needs to move forward and hers just happens to be fear which is a lot of people so that's just my 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 two-minute rant on that um but being inspired comes in all forms and shapes it, it, it can come from the right person at the right time. And we have to get away from what we think is comfortable or what our ears and or have heard and really get into, can this person really help? Do they really have the experience and business acumen to help me move past? Right? right. So sorry for the long rant, but number four is to solicit, which we talked about a little earlier at the top of the show. Right. So tell me a little bit how people solicit that you know of. <laughs> I, I like that you touched on um, social media because that is um, one of the ways that a lot of these conferences and people are doing. And um, if you don't know, your uh, a lot of stuff shows up on your on your computer because of uh, cookies, and they use that. Not the kind you eat, people. Stop being right. hungry. <laughs> cookies in your computer. <laughs> That uh, taps into, like uh, Ms. Harris just said, your pain point. Because those cookies are tracking what you are researching. Anything you Google, anything, patterns and that information. So that's how you get these sponsored ads. And that's how you get all this stuff that shows up that says, ooh, ooh, ooh. Because they know that what you're looking for. And so they take this. Because you clicked on it. It's not like spooky. It's technology. You clicked on it. They've captured it in some way that is you agreed to it. Right. When you accept the terms of that application or that website uh-huh. or that whatever, you've agreed to it knowingly or unknowingly. And it collects data. Yeah, Correct. and it collects that yeah. data. So they're using that data. Marketers use data 
and they apply stuff. So you see all these and a lot of them, what they get you now, the bait and hook is this is free. This is a free event. Right. Big name person. But I want you but, to go back and say what you said about free a while ago, because some people may not have heard that part. Tell it again about what the free and the investment. It's a bait and is. hook. Right. Yeah. It's free because they're going to use this big name person. Right. That's you're not going to see until the end. And even at the end, they're not going to be live. They're going to be on a screen. So you right. spent two, four, <laughs> three, four, five hours sitting there listening to all these no name people. What no name people mean? People like yep. myself, and yep. that they're giving a platform to, and that's fantastic. But yes. they're selling you stuff in between up to a certain point. They want you to buy this system because it worked for them, yes. and it's just that another. But there's really, if you buy that system, what accountability is there? Because now you're still in a big group of people, so you have this massive room of people who showed up to this free event to listen to this person, this one. Big name person who's not going to show up until the end of an eight hour session. Right. That you've got all of these other people lined up to sell you products and services based off of this, 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 and this. And all of it is, is guess what? A bait and hook to get you to come to this free event. But in this free event, they're selling you eight, nine, 10 different products and services that might fit your need. And that may end up in the corner like the business cards that you... Okay. Correct. Right. So, yeah. if it, you're not... <laughs> I know. Just, just, so, soliciting... That's how, they, that's how the soliciting... Right, that's how, so... That's the new, new. That's, that's the new, new. So, we're here to solicit. We're, 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 we're trying to sell you our systems. We're trying to sell you our... Um, our our thoughts and theories of how, you know, our, our latest gadget, this pen is better than the pen you've been using because it's going to help you memorize stuff. You know, I mean, my, my cheap little pen still works, right? But we've been influenced, mm-hmm. right? Influenced by the allure of the conference, the 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 I think there's a caught upness, if that's yeah. a word, that you, happens because it's an and it's an um, ambiance that's created and an atmosphere that's there that that gets you to buy into all of that, which is nothing wrong with coming home with souvenirs. Right. But again, are they just sitting on the shelf? Or are you actually using them? Which brings us to number five, the ambiance and the atmosphere. The location is the fifth reason that convention, um, excuse me, eventinterface.com says is the reason why people are going to 1.8 million conferences because it's someplace they really want to go. Right. <laughs> they really they like that. As a guys, they well, used to, used to it's go. a tax write-off. I know, you know, right? And like, that's why write-off. So, and that's why certain cities have more conferences per year than any other. Which Vegas is the number one Correct. conference? Do you, exactly. You know, place. Thank you. They have and the it's convention very centers, back. right? It is. They have the convention centers. They, but let's be honest. You know, it's the desert. It's the middle of the desert. So, but people want to go places and they use the conference as a place, a means to get to where they want to go, which is smart. Again, you know, you can use it for a tax write-off and um, you can uh, chop some of it up to learning. But ultimately, like they say, number five, people really want to go there. So um, I, I think, I think 
the inherent, I think you have to take the information we're presenting and inherently ask yourself, like, why? What is my reason for wanting to go to these conferences? Am I falling into one through five that we just talked about? Dr. Hughes shared earlier, there are people who are conference junkies who just, they're obsessed with, with going for maybe one of these reasons. Um, Maybe your company is sending you to all of these things, hoping that you'll come back. You know, I think I, 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 I've worked with people before who feel like, oh, well, how come XYZ business is successful? I mean, they're killing it. Look at them. We, we, we see their, their, you know, growth. We see it. And I think what my cousin told me years back, she's very educated. She's, um, an amazing woman, been VP of marketing for major corporations and all of this stuff. And she, she told me, she said, Danita, you have to at some point do the work. And that's what people try and escape out of mm-hmm. by not doing traditional means of marketing anymore, by not having to connect with people and network anymore by putting the business up on the website and not starting their podcast. Like they know they were supposed to like by all these means, people are not willing to do the work to put in. And that's the difference between people who make it and people who don't, it's not another system. Right. It's not another system. Well, um, <laughs> a lot of this is the result of a microwave society. Correct. We want it right now. We want it fast. We want it right now. We want the quick and easy. And here's the thing about the microwave mentality. It gets cold real fast. Think about how you put your, when you put your food in the microwave, it can be steaming, blazing that hot, that plate be so hot you burn yourself, but your food can be lukewarm. And the longer you put it in there, when it does get hot, it gets fast. It gets cold real fast. So you have to eat it fast. And then what happens when you eat your food too fast? You get indigestion and now you have all these other side effects. This is the result of a microwave society. It's all is similar. We, we, we do all of this stuff to get something fast, but it doesn't last. That's why you see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking network marketing, but every time you turn around, there's a new MLM. It's all multi-level marketing for those who don't know. Sorry, multi-level, multi-level marketing. marketing. Yes. It's, you, uh-huh. you, <laughs> it's a new network marketing and it's it's another bait. It's another bait. It's another bait for you to get money fast and get money fast and get money fast. And it's like, okay, for all what you would invest in pushing somebody else's vision, because that's what it is. Why can't you start your own? Start your own. And, and the, it's the same with conferences. And I will say to you, the conferences that you will get the best information out of, that you will be able to apply the best to yourself are the p- conferences that are not in destination locations. They are retreats. They are the ones that are in the backwoods. They're in some no name, unknown location. And they're on a small scale. They're intimate. Why? Because they're designed to address your needs and to, to, to really touch you. But these are the ones a lot of people don't necessarily go to because again, like Ms. Harris said earlier, people want to hide. And those are the conferences. And unfortunately, fortunately for people who really want to do better, those are the ones people go to. Right. And those are the ones that don't cost an arm and a leg either. Well, on that note, we're going to take a little break and we'll come right back. Um, Today's topic is enough is enough. When is too many conferences too much? We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris.
Alrighty, so we are back with uh, <clears throat> Business in Black, the weekly podcast where we are hoping to inform you about all things starting, growing, and effectively running a business. I'm your host, Danita Harris, joined by the lovely co-host, Dr. Latanya Hughes out of Miami, Florida. I'm, of course, in Brooklyn, New York. And today we're talking about enough is enough uh, when too many conferences is too much. And we've talked about quite a bit of um, information, everything from why do people go to conferences? Of course, there we found out there's 205 million people attending 1.8 million conferences annually. Um, and the number one reason is to learn. But have they learned enough? Have they not learned enough? What are they doing with the information that they're learning? Um, are they putting it into application and they're going forward? But um, I want to talk about something we don't talk about, which is what are we not receiving? What won't we receive at a conference, right? We talked about the things to learn, network, be inspired, solicit location, right? So what are we not? And I started thinking about this, like, I, I, I don't want, again, this to be a show about anti-conferences. If it's your season to go to conferences and, and God wants you to learn something, by all means, network, by all means. But at some point, like my cousin told me, you have to do the work. So all the networking, all the business cards, all the information, you have to eventually do something with it. And so now I want to talk about a little bit about what you won't receive at them. And I think the number one thing that you're not going to receive at conferences is the gumption to get out and what I call beat the streets and actually put the legwork in. What do you think the number one thing people will not receive at conferences? What to do with the information and how to apply it for yourself. Okay, so that's two different things, people. I want you to be very clear of what we just said. I said to get out and beat the streets, the doing, the verb, right? The action work. Dr. Hughes just brought a, a whole different side to that, which is <clears throat> what to do with the information work, right? So I gave an answer. One of them is beat the streets, right? One of them is assumption um, to get up and to go on with um, the information that you've received. And so with that, nobody can force you to um, go forward. Nobody can force your legs to get out and start moving. Nobody can do that. You have to do that for yourself and on your own um, because one day you get tired of being sick and tired and you want to see the change that you've been wanting to see, that you've been paying other people to see in the, um, you know, in your business. So if you can't get out and do that work for yourself in your business, nobody else is going to do it. Nobody can carry and champion your message for your business like you can. And so if you're not willing to get out and do that work, then you're not going to receive that at the business conference. You're not going to receive that at the trade show. You're not going to receive that at any place. You got to say self enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I'm going to go forward and champion my business and build this into a great business. Every business started with zero dollars at some point. 
Now, the injection may have been like a million or just trickling in, but every business started as a thought. Every business started as an idea. And then somebody decided to put bankroll behind it, but they all started at the same starting place. So what won't, what else won't we, they receive at conferences, Dr. Hughes? (laughs) Um, The other thing that I I personally believe that people won't receive at conferences is accountability. I think we touched on this earlier, but be quite honest, that's not what they're designed for. Correct. Conferences are not designed um, for accountability. Now, you may meet accountability partners through the networking. Right. It's not guaranteed, but you might meet someone there, but they are not designed... um, for accountability. So again, it points back to what Ms. Harris was saying. You have to put, you still at the end of the day have to put in the work. And, um, you know, in a microwave society, that's not what we want. We're looking for other people to do the work. We're looking mm-hmm. for other people to drive sales. We're looking for effort. But like Ms. Harris just said, nobody can articulate your business better than you. Now you may find people who could help you figure out the best way Right. You articulate your business. It may, but you still have to have, like she said, an idea, a thought in mind and let people who may be more wordsmiths who are good at words, who are good at marketing, help tailor your message to your target audience. That's different, but it still has to start with you. Somebody else can't tell you what your business is. No. Or who your target market is. No, they can't. what you're supposed to be doing. They can give you ideas that can help generate you or or point you in the right direction. But you have to give them a starting point, a jump off point. And if you can't do that, you need to regroup. Before you go to a conference, you have to know for yourself. If not, you're going to be all over the place going from conference to conference to conference in fear or without direction because you lack direction. You're one of those people who I pointed out in the beginning who you lack direction and you're looking for this conference to give you direction. And that's not what, not what it's for. Exactly. Matter of fact, I was doing a little reading cause I love to do race research and the guardian UK um, newspaper. Um, their online had a, a, an article written and the statistic was 44% of um, people who go to conferences see them with no perceptible impact in their lives. 44%. Matter of fact, the article was talking about how um, antiquated these conferences and trade shows are. There's really nothing new under the sun and how conferences needed to become more in, in um, innovative and have more ingenuity in getting messages to people, connecting people with potential buyers, sellers, et cetera. But 44% said it had no perceivable impact, right? And then 2% out of the people polled, only 2% said it was even useful anymore to go to conferences. So I think you mentioned earlier that more small retreats, small spaces are more of the trend because it is accountability in those. There are um, accountability measures in those smaller groups. It is a, a, a more impactful environment where you may genuinely connect with someone and it's not just about what I can sell you, but it's about how I can align. I mean, that's how you and I met, matter of fact, was at a smaller um, setting. It wasn't a conference. It was a, a, um, a, 
Yes, it was a, a breakfast and, and we met and we had synergy. And so we kept it going and it's been going for some time now for some years, but um, 2%, 2% say that conferences of ye old days are useful. And so if that's the case, what are 108, I'm sorry, 205 million people doing, attending 1.8 million conferences and conventions if only 2% of people, so I'm, I'm comparing a little European statistics to right. United States statistics, but still, I'm sure the numbers are similar on people who consider these conferences useful. So if that they're not useful anymore, and the wave of moving forward is small space, then how are we in business gravitating to that small space, I think is the question. Right. I think what we have is a, in those statistics, you have a combination of people who are presenting at conferences because it doesn't separate those right. people out. Um, you have people who, again, are conference junkies. They don't really care. They're just conference junkies. Right. Um, and then um, in those statistics are people whose businesses invest in um, their people. And they're sending their people to different conferences um, because it, it shows and you don't see it very often anymore. But there are still businesses who invest in employee development um, for for companies who do do that. They do see a return, a higher return on their investment in the form of productivity and employee morale. So you have a combination of people who are um, in are encapsulated in those statistics, but I think more often than not, what you have in those statistics of 205 million people, 40% <laughs> just, I mean, the, the, I feel like there's the no impact. Right. Yeah. And, and, and 2%, 40%, I think it's probably employees who, you know, their companies are sending them, you know, and then out of the 2% who do feel like they're getting something out of it are the people who really want to do the work, who people who really want to push forward. But again, what is the value now? Um, for conferences to keep putting on conferences. And now I'm talking about, now I have a neighbor who's in the medical profession and um, many of them have to go to conference to keep right, 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 right. So you've got that, you have a mix of that, but, um, and they might, that might be part of the 40% who feel like I'm not really getting anything out of it, but if I don't do this, my license, you know, I can't take my license and there are industries like that. But then what that says to me is, do those industries who require these things need to shift and change and find other ways of getting that information to professionals mm-hmm. to maintain their licenses and credibility? Right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like um, in the hospitality industry, uh, meeting planners are experimenting with um, virtual reality. Mm-hmm. For now, see, I think that's different because you're going to learn a new trade, a new tool that's going to sharpen what it is that you're already doing and using it to right. help and to use it, save money and help correct money on travel and stuff. Right, so you get the same experience. I can right. still put on this meeting. I can still put on this conference, but now we're in virtual reality. They're using these things because they realize that conferences are shifting and, you know, businesses are shifting. The landscape of the world, the global economy is shifting. shifting. And folks don't have money for travel anymore, but they still need all these conferences. So how do we do it? Right. Virtually. Well, and that's part of where I was going to go with it in terms of 
I mean, we're not talking about necessarily those trade shows where you know a new rollout of a new technology piece is right. coming. Because clearly you're going to learn something from that. We're not talking about a nursing conference where it's part of your uh, continuing education credentials. We're not talking about those. Today we're talking about conferences, more of in the empowerment type of conferences, right? Of the feel-good type of conferences that you are um drawn to um, because the, the the last point I wanted to talk about um, as we start to wrap the show up was, is the fact of wh- where do you go to get what it is, what you desire? So the, the draw point for a lot of people is the fact that I'm missing something. Like I started the show with because of something somebody told me, right. because of something I've felt because of something I saw on TV, because of my own inadequacies, my own insecurities. I I don't feel qualified to do what I'm doing. So I've got to go. And this is not the case for everybody. Please don't mistake me. But a case for a lot of people, like my colleague who I love, but she was feeling a little inadequate about herself. And so her remedy was maybe I need more information. And and I can only pick on that because I've been there. I've felt that way about myself. Like all the books I've read and all the information I've researched is still not good enough. And that was because I was taking on external factors that in some way or shape or form hinted to me, persuaded to me, outright told me that I didn't know enough. So I've got to go back and get more education. We see it and it's subtle. It's, it's very subtle, right? It's subtle in the, the, the banners that come across that tell you, you need an MBA, right? The advertisements that are placed in front of us that tell you, well, maybe you should go back to school, right. you know, you don't know enough. Well, do I know enough? Then you start thinking, well, do I know enough? I don't know if men do this, but I know women do. You know, we start picking in the mirror and go, well, is my hair long enough? Is my highlights good enough? You know, is my weight enough? So we start internalizing these things that were never meant for us because God has already given us what we need at this time to launch out into the deep. And guess what? Your gift will make room for you And God will continue to download the information and he will continue to bring about the things that you should be picking up and educating yourself with the farther in the journey you go. But women, unfortunately, I love you all. I'm a woman, so I love myself and I love women. But we have this inadequacy that we have to struggle with, that we should not be struggling with, that we should move out from because men will slap their name on a business card and keep it moving, right? And we're over here planning and researching and planning and researching and planning and researching. And we missing out opportunity because we're sluggish because we're dealing with our own internal struggles that are now prohibiting our external walk. So where do you go then to get what you desire, what people are coming to these meeting places for? Where do you go when you really get that information? Well, first of all, you have to understand that if you are going because you lack confidence and you lack direction, you can't get that. So um, you, you're, it, 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 will, it really starts with what your expectation is from this conference. Right. Um, like you were saying, 
And like we said in the beginning, if you lack confidence, you can't get that at a conference. Mm -hmm. That's something that you really need to kind of um, deal with for yourself. And maybe a conference is not the right thing. Because you can hide. So you're still not going to get it. Right. So maybe (laughs) you need to start with therapy or get you a coach. There you go. A coach, people. Invest in a coach. Right. You need one-on-one. You know what I mean? Just like you'll invest in a personal trainer. Invest in our nutritionist. Those are coaches. Right. It's all in person. Right. Same thing. Um, You you know, reference junkie, none of this is going to matter anyway. (laughs) But I mean, but for people who are willing, really do the work, um, some conferences... Uh, again, depending if you have a specific discipline, you already know the conferences that's best for you. Academics has their, you know, conferences, leadership, medicine, everybody, every industry has have conferences. But there's something I learned recently that was really interesting. I went to um, a meeting and this woman um, was talking about success in business. Um, she manufactures and designs um, pet accessories. But her business didn't start booming until she went to horse shows. Mm -hmm. So rather than go to the same old traditional pet accessory trade shows and stuff, she shifted and started Mm -hmm. doing horse shows. Mm -hmm. And now a big celebrity has actually used her pet accessory in an ad. Because now she's going to a conference and a trade show because people at horse shows have pets. Right. Lots of pets. And now guess what? She is now the minority. Right. And not the majority. She goes to a pet accessory show. She's just one of them. Mm -hmm. But at a horse show, she is now the minority. Now everybody's saying, go over there. That's the pet accessory lady. And now she's known as the pet accessory lady at these shows. And now because of that, she's the front runner. Now everybody knows her. They know the quality of work. They've had an opportunity to talk to her. So everybody knows. And now word of mouth and now her business is kicked off because now she understands that this is a better platform for me versus some others. What does that mean? Sometimes where you're going and what you think is the right conference for you may not. You have to expand yourself and think outside the box. And I know that seems like, a general statement like people always say think outside of the box but no really right if you're serious about doing the work think differently about your approach to conferences and retreat. maybe a retreat on a small scale is better for you it's if you're better. really serious about doing the work and being held accountable well entrepreneurs are never meant to follow the same path as everybody else so if exactly. you're not trying to cut the work out then um you're probably not cut out for the entrepreneurial route so you know i mean I hope that people take away from this some good um, stepping on toes moment uh, to get a a strong look in the mirror for themselves so that they can better understand what their motive is behind their moves, right? right? There's a motive to what makes you move the way you move. So why are you moving and motivating yourself towards conferences or is it time out for you to take a chillax and no longer go to conferences to take all the information from past conferences and move out into the deep in which you're supposed to be doing? Because guess what? You're here for a purpose. That's the purpose of this show. Businesses in Black is designed to help you understand how to start 
how to grow and how to successfully run your business because your business is going to fill a need for somebody out there. It's more than just about you making money, hopefully. It's about you connecting people, you helping other people do what they need to do, um, be who they're supposed to be you know, that you're helping to connect them with some type of need that you can fulfill. And so, uh, Dr. Hughes, go ahead and share with the people your um, your social media handles and all of that good stuff so they can start following you and they can uh, go on your website and they can connect with you and book you to coach them as they continue their journey in life. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Um, I am on uh, Facebook. It is Dr. Latanya Hughes. Uh, my website is www.theglobalmentor. Actually, not the. It's actually www.globalmentorcoach.com. Um, you can learn about me, my background, and what I offer as far as how you can live the A-plus life. Uh, my Twitter is TU Classified because I went to Tuskegee University. Um, so that's TU underscore classified, or you can search the Global Authority. And um, I'm also, uh, you can also search me on TU Classified also. Yeah, it's TU Classified uh, also on um, Instagram. I do post a lot of in, uh, inspirational things. I'm also on LinkedIn, Dr. Latanya Hughes. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about the opportunity to help support you and help you live a maximum premium lifestyle and be the best that you can be, whether it's individual or uh, within an organization, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in transition in your life, I'm here to support you and help you. And we love um, that. Um, of course, uh, this is the first show of many shows. We thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is Business in Black. You can follow us and go get your 15-second uh, meditation on on our Instagram, yes. Business Intelligence Coach is that handle. And we thank you guys for listening. We hope you'll tune in every week. Um, and God bless you and keep going. This is an action show with action words. It's about motivating, inspiring you to get out and do exactly what you're supposed to be doing in life because somebody else is waiting on you and they need you to do it. All right. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Business in Black. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris.